Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. It's your girls, Kara and Kylie here with episode 50. We made it. (laughs) We made it. 50 episodes, man. We've been, we we were wrong the last time. (laughs) We were right. Yeah. We thought that episode 50 was the last one, but it wasn't. And we just want to say we missed y'all. We took a little bit of a hiatus last week. Kylie had a lot going on with her travels and everything like that. So it was an off week. You know, we all need those sometimes. We are, we are done with that now. And that's the the recap everyone has been waiting for is that bachelor parties are where it's at. Let me tell you, (laughs) I, I must say, I I've had a lot of fun bachelorette party experience. Experiences, but this bachelor party, whole nother ball game. Dude, <laughs> it was a whole, so intrigued. Um, it was a lot of fun. Men are a different breed and I love them for it. And it was, <laughs> it was a great time. Um, but I am now on a like retreating, recovering hiatus for the next, at least probably six weeks till that guy's wedding. That's probably, that's probably the plan. Absolutely. So just like lay low. I don't have any out of town plans. So love that. We're good. I'm also jealous. I'm also jealous that you got to see like the Chicago River died. Yeah, green. that was um, such a happy accident. We like didn't plan. They didn't plan the trip around it being St. Patty's Day because in our brains, I think they were like they're actually they said originally they were trying to avoid the crowds. Yeah. So the and they, like the next week's the 17th on Thursday. So they thought it would be mm-hmm. that. But mo- a lot of places do it that prior weekend. They so do. Yeah. That, that Pittsburgh the, did it the whole surprise but it was really cool we went we missed the actual like watching them diet but yeah um, like seeing it all bright green was really cool and it was a madhouse everywhere um, dude but it was fun I saw this TikTok over the weekend that was like whenever you're hammered at 5 p.m on St. Patty's in Chicago and you think to yourself when are they gonna dye the river back <laughs> Like, honestly you don't like how do they get rid of the dye like does that's it just a great dissipate? question that's an it's amazing not like they question. die it back i'll be totally honest i have no idea that this was even a thing this is all brand new i didn't me. know either until this oh. until kylie was going there oh so, when you saw my picture you didn't know well no i think we had talked about it before you went there you said that they dyed the river green and mm-hmm. i was like shit i had no idea yeah so, st patty's uh chicago is like a big st patty's uh, i didn't know that yeah. Um, so it was, it was cool and it was fun. Good it was really busy. I thought you were going to say the TikTok was saying when it's 5 PM and you're like thinking it's 10 PM. Cause that was me. Oh, 100%. But I think I put myself to bed at by 10 PM on that Saturday. So yeah, it was, don't blame it was you. a day, it was a day, but it was, it was fun. And Good. I'm here and we're ready to uh, welcome our guest this week. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all heard a male voice here. So we have a very <laughs> special guest here with us today. So we have our great friend, Jonah Mitchell, and he is an online health and fitness coach. So Jonah, we're so excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience and, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, thanks. I didn't realize this was the 50th episode, so congrats. Hell um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you, are spe- you are one special man. Yeah, I yeah. feel I feel quite lucky. Now I want to come back for 100 and you, just, yeah. just say I did it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> we love that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like like Kara said, my name is Jonah Mitchell. I've uh, I've been a coach for a little over three years now, or mm-hmm. yeah, or about three years. Um, and I run a business with my wife. We've been doing this uh, together Hannah. for almost a year and a half. Yeah, Hannah Hannah Montoya. We love um, shout out Hannah. Yeah, she uh, she's a. Uh, She's helping me with my uh, group program right now, so she couldn't make the actual podcast. Uh. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, we've uh, we've I, I got into coaching basically because of my background. I, I was a competitive athlete. I played college football, played football my entire life, um, and I never quite met my own expectations. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really mm-hmm. frustrating because I always knew I could be doing more. I knew I could be uh, get uh, all American performances. Um, and this is going to be a lot. Like I thought football was my life, but it really wasn't. It was mm-hmm. something my mom wanted me to do for a long time. So mm-hmm. even though I wanted to perform at a much better level, I never understood why I didn't go the extra mile. I, mean, I played with uh, uh, Austin Eckler. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he's a professional football player right now. Wow. So started running back for the uh, LA chargers and oh, cool. being, yeah, I, I played with him for two and a half, three <clears throat> years. And like, that was what an all American looked like. That's what a professional looked like. And I never quite like, I never wanted to do what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He was working really, really hard. And in my head, I was like, but I should be, but I never did, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I finished my football career and I kind of like tricked myself into like, well, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want to do. So I'm going to try and continue to play football. So mm-hmm. I tried out for the Canadian football league. Um, and I was always very undersized. All I knew about health and fitness was work out mm-hmm. more or, mm-hmm. or you're not doing enough. Um, I didn't know anything about nutrition. So like the three year or four, four and a half years I was in college, my coaches kept telling me eat more, eat more, eat more. I was like, I'm eating a lot, but I'm not, I don't, I just don't gain weight. I have a fast metabolism. Right. Um, so I've been on both spectrums where I had a hard time gaining weight until I was like, okay, now I'm going to just try actually eating for once. And I didn't know what calories were at the time, (laughs) but I, if I had to guess, I was eating somewhere between five to 6,000 calories on a daily basis. I was also, I was living with my grandmother at the time who loved cooking me food. So it was really easy to keep that up. Of course, Um, I gained 40 pounds in two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it went from 205. Been been there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was rough. Um, and I was also training at a facility uh, for my pro day. And this is the first time I actually learned that there was coaching. Like you get coaching outside of like your team, right? Yeah. yeah. So like that was my first experience of personal training. I was like, this is cool. Like someone can actually tell me why I suck. <laughs> <laughs> so I go through the, I gain the weight, I go through the training, I go for my pro, my uh, my uh, professional tryout, and I had my worst performance ever, Dang. ever. It was like, I got beaten every one-on-one drill. I was the slowest I'd ever been. I just didn't feel like myself. And I was literally handed a note saying, we are no longer pursuing you as a, as a candidate, as an athlete. Um, thank you for coming to see us. And that was so devastating because I was like my entire, like 15 years, this identity yeah. I'd built has literally gone. And I was just sitting there on the turf, just like, why? I kept asking myself, why didn't I perform well? Why didn't I, why didn't my entire life or my entire football career, like look exactly like this single tryout? Like Mm -hmm. I I worked really hard, but I didn't get the result. So after that, the, the facility that I was training at, they offered me a personal training job and as a, a, and I would coach high school athletes, which was really, really cool. So then they started helping me kind of understand biomechanics and movement. And I was like, holy crap, this starts to make, I started to find the pieces that I was missing my entire life. Like why I wasn't performing well. I was really strong. I was really, really strong. I was a power lifter playing football, yeah. which yeah. is not good all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And, you need that agility. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I could, I could squat over 500 pounds, but I couldn't, I couldn't run faster than yeah. like a 300 pound lineman. Like it was really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so all that really that like that me asking why, and then getting the job at the personal trainer um, really allowed me to start engrossing myself in like, Oh, I get to actually figure out like where I, where I was missing, like where I lacked the understanding, why I couldn't perform to the level I wanted to. And that's where I really found the passion for coaching and really helping people connect the dots for themselves. So that job didn't pan out very well. They didn't require me to get a certification. So I was like for six months, really talking out of my ass. <laughs> I had no idea. They said that my first coaching experience was like, here's a palms team. Um, have fun. And I was like, I played football for the last 16 years and you want me to coach like these preteen palms dancers like i don't know what the hell i'm talking about wait that's what palms is it's yeah the yeah it's team? like it, yeah it's, it's, yeah oh it's, yeah like it's any that. teams yeah yeah palms. yeah um and i had i didn't know there was a difference until i said here's a here's a palms team i was that's like what's so funny <laughs> yep yep so I, you job, just unlocked a memory yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that job, it was, it was fun. I I got to work with a lot of cool athletes, but it really started scratching an itch of like me helping connect the dots for people. And then I quit that job. I got a personal training job with like four certifications. 
Um, and then COVID happened. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm gonna start learning about nutrition. And then I started putting the everything I learned about fitness, my background and nutrition together. And then I figured out over the last couple of years of like what I really love doing. And it's really like doing what I did for myself, connecting those dots, understanding why I didn't perform well and helping people understand why they can't lose weight, why they struggle to, to do things they know they should be doing. You know, I'm very big on behavior mm-hmm. and it's, it's really what we've been, built our entire movement off of is, is giving people the empowerment to, to take control of their health and understand themselves on a deeper level. And that was a bit long-winded, but you know, uh, that, I guess that's what podcasts are for, right? Hell yeah, that's yeah. exactly why we come it's- on here and we ramble. It's so hard though. Like we always, I always feel this way when people ask like your background or story too. It's like, it's so hard to condense because there's so many pieces that feel so integral to like how you got here and like to making it make sense like to us. And it's like, I don't want to skip out on anything. So I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, (laughs) oh, so many pieces. I think it's so cool how, you know, you had this huge part of your life, right? Like football was everything to you. And you thought that, you know, you thought that this was going to be your next step in your career and everything like that. But like deep down, you kind of knew that it wasn't that like, maybe it wasn't meant for you. And then you were able to pivot and find what you were truly meant for. And I just think that that's so awesome because I think so many times a lot of people are pressured to go after a certain path um, that, you know, they think they might want or that their family or their significant other wants from them or whatever it may be. And they don't truly go after what they really want. And I think that's just a great testament to actually, you know, having one thing kind of fall apart so that something else can, can be put together. That's even better, you know? So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole basis of, of my, my company. I mean, that's why we called it Phoenix fitness and nutrition, right? Cause the whole, I love that. the, the Phoenix is letting something die for something to, mm-hmm. you know, to come back stronger and, and, and more powerful or love yeah, that. It's, it's, I fucking it's, love a Phoenix metaphor. Yeah, that's like, that's like a tattoo that I want. So I like, we, we saw you log on the zoom and I was like, Oh, I forgot. That's like their name. I love it. Yes. I love that. We're going to match because I actually want to build on to my deathly hollows tattoo with like specifically Fox, the Phoenix from Harry Potter. That's cool. That's But for that purpose. I love the Phoenix metaphor. Yeah. It's so funny. It's very serendipitous because I got this tattoo 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. It was before I ever really thought about it. Right. But I also struggled a lot with my own mental health. So 10 years ago was my first run in with, with uh, suicidal depression. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started to learn about therapy and actually talking about your emotions. (laughs) Wow. And uh, I I got through that when I started to get a lot better. I I, I told myself that I, I, I will never forget this feeling. That was, that's, I, this is my only tattoo and I've, I've, I've been like, really wanting more <laughs> and you have one impressive. you always want more. I was gonna say that's impressive yeah. that you could that you stopped it's it sucked because like I didn't pay for this one obviously yeah yeah 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I've been going nothing has been as as impactful as this mm-hmm. tattoo has been for me you know and, yeah. and it's always been there to remind me and now with what me and me and Hannah are building it's just it's all coming together um, yeah. And it just makes me feel good to really help people kind of see that for themselves. And like you said, Kara, we all do, we do a lot of things to fulfill other people's happiness, but we, we put our own happiness or our own callings or purposes on the back burner. And, yeah. uh, and it's not until we realize that, Hey, this is, this is sucked or, and you've been self-sabotaging yourself for so long. Cause you probably don't like this as much as you think you do. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of have that realization, then you kind of open the door to actually finding what you do care about. And then that I mean, it's, a, it's the same thing for health and fitness. Like when you stop doing shit that you hate doing and find, find something you like doing, you, it's a lot easier to, to get to your goals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's really cool to hear um, like that background and just like the things you overcome. But I, I find this interesting um, commonality between everyone who's like been an avid therapy goer or someone who's like had an experience like that and gone through mental health stuff, we tend to become really obsessed with like psychological and behavior change things. I think it's like after mm-hmm. you've been psychoanalyzed so long, you can't help to psych, <laughs> but psychoanalyze other people. Yeah. Um, cause I always, we always joke about that with Kara and I, like we're both really into that, but I'm always like, I love like breaking that down about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's cool because right before we started this podcast, you called yourself the why guy and So do you, it seems like that's kind of become like that experience of yours has definitely fed into what is kind of like a superpower of yours as a coach now. 
Yeah. Oh, wholeheartedly. It's like you said, I've uncovered so much about my own psychology that I'm Mm -hmm. just like, holy crap, I know exactly what you're struggling with. And it's you. (laughs) And it's you. That's always the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I would love for you to dig a little bit deeper into that because I think a lot of people have a hard time admitting to themselves that they are the problem you know? And so I would love to talk a little bit more about that. Like, how do you go about, you know, helping clients to understand that, you know, maybe they're standing in their own way or even potential clients, like people who are nervous about signing on for coaching or whatever it may be. Like, how do you kind of help people see like, Hey, you got to look in the mirror and kind of, you know, put that, put that responsibility on yourself. That is a fantastic question. I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> I saw, I saw I'm, your eyes wander up. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he- about. I, I was hearing the Michael Jackson song in my head while you sang that. Please tell me that you. That was a podcast special right there. Kara Goss singing clip. I swear, I'm oh, a better dude. singer than that. But it's like it says that right. Like if you're looking for like whatever the chance to make the change, like take a look yeah. in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. Literally the whole thing. Well, it, it, MJ Araki. Well, when it comes to really understanding like how we may be the problem it's always understand like I'm really big on listening to what the words or people are using right Mm -hmm. because they'll say Mm -hmm. they want something but then right after they say that they'll immediately put a barrier or a glass ceiling like I want to lose 20 pounds but but this this thing that or the other thing that stopped me from doing it right or mm-hmm. I've lost 20 pounds, but I always gain it back, right? They're always, they're already putting themselves uh, in, a, in a limiting belief. They're putting themselves in a constraint. And it's mm-hmm. the, where we, I try to help people understand. I try to catch them in, in those moments, right? Where they say something, but then immediately cut themselves down. And really the first step of everything, everything that you want to do, the first step has to be being aware of that behavior, being aware of that relationship with yourself. And sometimes you need a coach to say like, Hey, you're bullshitting yourself without you really realizing it. Cause we don't know that we do things until someone like points it out. Like if you say, um, a lot, and then someone says, you say, um, a lot, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be counting every time you say, um, and then you're going to try it really hard not to say it. Big same. Or, do you yeah, want to or- know the sidebar? The biggest way to find out how fast you do that is making fucking Instagram stories and using the closed caption thing. Now I'm appalled. Oh, how- where <laughs> I say I'm in like so much, and Me it's too. something and I, that I like, watch like, it on the screen. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It's something that my mom always uses. Not that she would be like, you got to stop saying that. But like, she would always point it out to me whenever I was like, there we go, giving speeches and stuff in school. And I'll say, you know, a lot too. And I'm just like, dude, it's a part of me, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then you become aware and then it's like, okay, then you start changing it. Right. So mm-hmm. instead of, instead of, um, right. Cause I've, I'm like oh, super aware of that. I try to say it right afterwards, instead mm-hmm. of um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh that shit now i'm thinking about it i said it now i'm doing it to myself. we're all in our heads now about how we're talking on here <laughs> nobody gives a shit uh so <laughs> when it comes to like behavior and getting people to connect to these their inner desires like also like seeing their actions after mm-hmm. the words as well like i want to do this great i need you to communicate with me on a regular basis is that fair can you do that awesome don't hear from them for three weeks yeah okay do you actually want to do this? Like, is that something you actually want to do? It's like, yes, but, mm-hmm. right? And then this kind of kind of tie into um, identity issues. We connect. Mm-hmm. We have a. I love listening to Tony Robbins, right? And it's, honestly, this is where I want my career to progress is to be similar to what Tony Robbins does. But um, I was just listening to a video or a podcast of his this morning, and he reminded me that we have a relentless pursuit of being consistent with who we believe we are. So if you're someone Mm -hmm. who believes they cannot lose weight, they cannot lose fat, they cannot be happy that everything is miserable, you're going to do everything in your power subconsciously to reenact to make sure those things continue to to uh, play on on a feedback loop on a Mm -hmm. continue to interrupt, even though you say you want to achieve these goals you're going to find subconsciously reasons to make sure you don't change. You don't fulfill that, that false identity, right? What you connect with and everything that we do, our emotions are, they're all 
they're, they're no, there's no good or bad emotions. They're, they're all telling us, they're all useful things. And I, I used, and I, I used to think that being depressed, being frustrated, being miserable was the norm. Like that's what you needed to do to, to find success. It's like, mm-hmm. no, when you start acting the way you, you know, you should be the way that makes you feel the best, those, when you do get frustrated or annoyed, you're much, you're much more inclined to move out of that back to what you like doing. But so many people identify with those negative emotions and they, they try to continue to look for things to fulfill them. And a quick story, we have this four-week metabolic reset program, right? Where we completely mm-hmm. change everyone's perception of weight loss and help them actually see their goal over the over the however long they need to get there. But it just completely changes the, the game of health and fitness for them. Mm-hmm. And we had a woman go through the first week. She was like, holy crap, this is, this is everything that I wanted in, hel- in, in, a, in a program. Like we were there holding her hand, teaching her about food, teaching her about uh, 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 gut health, hormone balancing, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first two weeks, she was like seeing results. She was seeing, she was seeing amazing progress. And then weeks three and four roll around and she stops like talking to, to us. She stops mm-hmm. showing up to meetings. And then we get her on the phone for her, her final coaching call and we're like, Hey, like, how is things going? You know, like I was seeing so much progress, but I think I want to try and do this by myself. I think I'm going to mm. go and do this. Uh, I think I know enough now I'm going to go and, and try to lose the weight by myself. And you know, I'm, yep. I'm all for it. I'm all for like, if you don't need me, like don't pay me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in her words, and Hannah was the one who pointed this out, by the way, is we, we thought that this is what like she was going to work be with us forever based on mm-hmm. those first two weeks. But after hearing her, her last meeting, she was acting out of alignment with who she believed. Cause then she started saying that, yeah, I was, I was always a fatter girl. I was always the, the bigger girl. I was always picked on by my family, you mm-hmm. know? So there was, it, it looked like she was starting to recede back into that, that, that behavior that she knew that identity that she knew. And even though we gave her everything that she possibly could need, she yep. was, acting out of what her identity was. She wanted to be consistent with struggling on being that, that bigger girl exactly. and the excitement of, of actually succeeding yeah. receded because it wasn't actually who she identified with. Does that make sense? I feel like I was talking. So oh my much. gosh. 100%. And this is something that we discuss so much on here is it's almost like that upper limit theory coming into play where you are self-sabotaging. She started to see all of these amazing results within the first two weeks, but then that like inner identity started to take over. Right. And she started to feel like I'm not this person. Like I'm not somebody who's fit and healthy. Like how can I have all of these things? Right. So she started to pull herself back. And that is something that honestly I see in so many people and so much of the time it's like people will put up these barriers and these excuses when in reality it is them like it's inside it's them giving themselves the excuse and really holding their their own self back right because most of the time a lot of times people will say their barriers are you know money or their family or time, whatever it may be, but understand that. And again, we are empathetic to the fact that those definitely are barriers and those really are huge hurdles to overcome at times. But there are many times when we know that people have the resources to work with us and people do have the time and people can figure it out and they just don't because they're, you know, they're afraid of, making that leap and making that accomplishment into something that they've never been before. You know what I mean? I think I've mentioned this on here before, but in Jonah, you may have heard of this already. If you love this realm of stuff, but if not excellent fucking book on this is we uh, just said the the upper limit. It's called the big leap. Yeah. By um, gay and gay Hendricks. I think that's his name. Yep. Yeah. That's it's all about upper limit theory, but it's, it was, it's so good. It's a great like client book to send if you have somebody struggling with that. But, um, yeah, I think that's something a lot of us struggle with. I mean, it's a very real concept and it's really hard for people to break out of that barrier because again, to, to make any change and I've been reading a lot of like Joe Dispenza's work and stuff as well. And Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's good stuff. And it was, t- what you were talking about really reminded me of that. Like 
you know, you have to, it has to start with, you can't make any change without the self-awareness first of like exactly. where you're holding yourself back. And I think that's what, that's the biggest piece I think that holds people back. Cause a lot of us aren't even aware that we're self-sabotaging. We don't even know what we're doing or like that this is something that's happening. And it's really hard to make a change about something that you're not really sure what you're changing. I think people think they need to change like, you know, the diet or the, um, how much time is in their day and all this stuff. And it's like, well, first you need to change like what's going on in here inside before we can even address any of those factors. Right. And that's really hard for a lot of people to like process because Kara and I have talked about this on here extensively. It's actually easier to make the external stuff happen. Like the, the simple stuff, the more simple it is, the more, the more it is five minutes of meditating or shutting your phone off an hour before bed. They don't, it doesn't seem like that's going to produce a drastic result. So people just refuse to do it. Exactly. And you know, so it's like that internal work. There's no, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of like reward for that. But the whole point is like, you can't make the external shit work without it. Yeah. Well, it's because of the and this is my like biggest gripe with like being on TikTok right now and not seeing all the 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 big stuff the big big the fitness influencers influencers the the, the uh, muscles the butts yep. and like yep. they they give like you just have to have discipline and eat nothing eat the same thing every single day there's no yep. empathy and then mm-hmm. we we so many people like they see that and they have this they build this perception on that the external is what matters more right just mm-hmm. make the time show up anyway right which again that can definitely be valid but like a lot of these people that they see influencers they're fighting their own insecurities where they lack a family they have nothing but time they can't operate without working out you know so they're running from something themselves and the real key to any success in health and fitness is to understand what you need right the fuck now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not 6 months from now, not 12 months from now. Like what is it that you're missing? Like I can give you the perfect diet. I can give you the perfect ro- ro- uh, workout routine. But if you're already in a self-sabotaging behavior, you're going to find every reason not to stick to those things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you'll stick with it for a while and then that that upper limit theory will come back and you're like, "Ah, oh, this ain't me. I'm going to just Take yep. the, take the, I'm riding a bike. I'm going to take my stick and shove it right in my front spoke and start all over again. And yeah. Just flip it's, over yourself, man. Yeah. And, and it's true. And that's, I, I try to be very aware of like that line when I talk about things, um, especially like on social media and stuff like that too, of being mm-hmm. like, Hey, yeah, sometimes it is just like fucking make the time and do the thing. But sometimes it's like, okay, well, what does that looks like for every person is very different. And exactly. like you said, a lot of those like quote unquote influencers and stuff aren't showcasing that. And that's something, I mean, I said that while I was competing, I was like, I'm bodybuilding right now. And I could get on here very easily and just be like, yeah, like I have all this time to do all this stuff. But I was like, I work for myself and my entire job revolves around fitness. So like, I literally am like, I'm aware that like, I I have said that before. And we have people that do it. Gosh, shout out our girl, Jasmine Barber. Like she's like a night shift nurse competing like a champ. Like Mm -hmm. it is people, there are people that can do it. But again, those are people who have a, have had done different self-discipline, internal motivation work. She's one of the most introspective self-aware people I know. So that's probably why, but Mm -hmm. like, I said that many times, I was like, if I had a normal nine to five, I would not be fucking bodybuilding. I can tell you that much. Like, and that's not of like, oh, I can't, could I do it? Yes. But I would be like, that the amount of stress that would have placed on me and everything. I was just like, I know my own capabilities of like where I get stressed out. There's no way like, yeah. And you know, yeah, my job still takes a lot of hours, but I had that flexibility to be like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym during the not busy hours. Cause it's going to take the least amount of my time of my work day, you know, like not everyone exactly. has that option. Yeah. And I I've think been seeing a lot of people talk about that lately of like, um, the problem at, I think like Kim Kardashian just said some bullshit about this oh recently. The whole, like the whole, like, get uh, your fucking ass up and work. Like, it seems like we all, nobody we all have the same, we all have the same 24 hours. And it's like, there's always those memes that are like, we all have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. And I'm like, you tell that to the single mom who lives in poverty and everything else that she has the same 24 hours as fucking Beyonce. She's going to beat your ass. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that this plays into also just really finding people on the, in the online space and in a space that you're trying to get into, whether it's like health, fitness, whatever it may be that you connect with and that empathize with you, like stop choosing like 
stop choosing misinformation every single day. Like stop following these people who are making you feel bad about yourself and giving you kind of like these blanket statement, like you just have to follow this exact routine like I do. And you're going to look like me. And that's what matters. Like that's not for you. Just like Jonah said. Yeah. There is such thing as as toxic positivity. And I think that all all three of all three of us, I can tell, um, even just from our conversations, Jonah, that like we model our stuff based on like, all of us are so privy to individualized nutrition and training, because we know that every person that works with us has a different lifestyle and that you can make fitness work no matter what your lifestyle is, but that's not going to look the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the big, I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people to accept, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they hear the blanket statements all the time because they get the, the own, the, they put these restrictions on themselves that they don't, that many people struggle with the idea or the concept of, oh, I can make this fit my life. I don't have to completely uproot my life. Yep. Like when I tell, when I get a client sign on and they're like, there's only there's realistically only one way or there's only one or two days I can work out every week. That's great. You just told me what you can do. Guess what we're going to do. We're going to reinforce the fuck out of that. We're going to make sure that you get the best one or two days that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Right. And and, and like that kind of shift, that's like, Oh wait, you're making like, I don't have to, like, this isn't going to be super difficult. Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to optimize that. (laughs) Yeah. We're supposed to optimize where you are currently at. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what I really love helping people understand is like I have I've had a client work with me for two years now. Um, when we first started, her whole goal was just to be consistent. Right. Then it was like, oh, I actually can be consistent. Now I want to see what I can do with my weight loss. Right. And then we started in, in incorporating nutrition in the, into there. And she just showed up consistently. She improved her her her, her uh, nutrition to eating on a regular lifestyle, 80, 20. Right. Mm-hmm. Like 24 out of the 30 days of a month, she was eating very nutrient dense foods. Yep. And she felt good, right? Whenever mm-hmm. she would go back to how she used to eat, she's like, oh, I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's that's the goal right now. It's like, you feel better? Let's do things that continue to make you feel better, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. now, because we just were sh- we showed up for a long time, we're being consistent with nutrition. She, she's, a, she's knocked down every single uh, barrier. And then she came to me uh, in January and said, hey, I have a trip in, in May. I really want to do my best to, to, to look good in my bikini. It's like, great. Guess what? We haven't used hit. We haven't used cardio this yep. entire time. Guess what we get to do now and how your body is going to react because we were just consistent yep. because we optimized your life. And now you feel comfortable. You feel confident in what you can do right now. Now we can incorporate things that the tactics, the strategies that can elicit a specific response. Cause we hear eat one gram per pound of body weight, work out four times a week, uh, drink half your body weight in, in, in water or, or all the, all the, like general information. Mm -hmm. And then we like gravitate towards that stuff so much that we forget that we need to make that work to our life first. Then once it works, then we can get really specific to what you need in the moment because everyone, not everyone needs one gram per pound of body weight. If you're obese, you do not need (laughs) one gram per pound of body weight that you know. That's not, that's going to be, that's going to make your life incredibly, incredibly difficult, but that's the nuance and the individualization and understanding like, where are you at right now? Like, do you need to focus on calories or do you need to focus on your relationship with food? Do you need yep. to focus on consistency or do you need to work, focus on how, how many times and what's the most optimal way to work out? Yeah. And that's all I, t- I, I, I think my, my TikTok audience, cause that's where like my, the majority of people come from. I, I moved them all to my, to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, they're like, okay, how many days should I, a week should I work out? Whichever day you should be, you'll be the most consistent. Yep. Like, but which one is that? It's like, whichever one you'll be the most consistent. It's like, but I don't know how many, then you better figure it out. Like that, cause yeah. that's the base level. That's the self-awareness say I can realistically be consistent two times a week. Great. Start yeah. there before yep. we progress yeah. to any of these programs that you've heard of, like, mm-hmm. like the bodybuilders, the bikini people who say like, get on the push pull leg split and you'll look like me in four months. It's like, yeah. And again, it's uh, like, it's separating from that need to be perfect with everything. And it's separating from that need to like dive head first in, which again, mm-hmm. I feel like is a huge reason why so many people fail is because they start something and they're like, all right, I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to track my food every single day. I'm going to be 100% spot on all the time. And that's what causes them to lead into that failure. So just taking yeah. a step back and looking at, okay, 
this is not, you are not meant to fit your life into this little small box of nutrition and fitness. Nutrition and fitness should be able to fit into your life, right? So understanding that in terms of, you know, if you're somebody who is trying to reach a specific goal or whatever it may be, like understand that the things that you can control and really optimize, that's going to matter so much more than you being 100% perfect all the time. Because in all reality, perfection does not exist. Eventually you're going to fail and want to give up because you're putting so many unrealistic expectations on yourself. And if you can find what's going to work for you and really continue to optimize that and just hammer that home, like that's Mm going to make a difference. You know, if you're going from not working out at all to working out twice a week and really giving your all to those sessions, that is going to make a difference. Even if it's not the five days a week that your favorite influencer told you that you have to do, you know? Yeah. And real, real quick, uh, when it comes to like fitting them, there's their fitting their lives into that little box of like mm-hmm. I have to be perfect all the time. Like I like to challenge like people I work with or just people in general. Like do you expect your kids to be perfect all the time? Do you expect your spouse exactly. to be perfect all the time? And they're like, well no. It's like why do you expect yourself to be perfect? Why do you expect yourself to do things that you cannot stick to? Would you expect that from the people you care about? Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's no. It's like why do you put yourself on a lower lower part of the totem pole? And you continue to stack people on top of you, right? And and I guess I'm going to take a bit of a left turn about uh, selflessness, selfishness, right? Because we we see others and the the things that they accomplish and we're like, I need to be doing that. And then we see the people we care about and they're struggling and we're always there to give them the best advice ever. And we don't expect them to to jump through hoops, but then we expect ourselves to jump through hoops because for some reason, we just don't feel that same sort of empathy towards ourselves. So then we always self-sabotage. We always, we always feel run down. We don't feel good enough. And then we're continuing to fulfill these prophecies, uh, self-fulfilling prophecies of like, I guess I just can't achieve the things that I want to do. Right. Because we keep putting these stupid unwanted restrictions on ourselves. We didn't, we didn't come out the womb like saying, I don't want to achieve anything in my life. (laughs) We were given all of those things and it makes it really, really hard for, for us to really rewire that process and actually put our, put ourselves in a, in a much more optimistic state that mm-hmm. does see the possibility of like, Oh, one day is good enough. Oh, that's, that's good enough for me right now. Because if we're yeah. perfect all the time, there's no challenge. There's no, there's no progression. If we just say I can be consistent two, twice a week with training and nutrition. Great. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And then next week or next over the next couple of weeks, let's get three days. Cool. All right, you can stay working out that many times a week. Let's focus on your nutrition now. Don't change anything with your fitness. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. you prove to yourself that you can stay consistent. And that's and that's another thing that goes into like rewiring is like you have to prove yourself that you can do the little things first before you get to those big, big leaps. Mm-hmm. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I actually, it's funny because this exact it just rings so true. Like I have in my intake form for our clients to ask them. Um, how many days can you work out per week? And almost everything, except for a couple people who are honest with themselves or no, but like the vast majority writes like five, six and it's, and then I'll ask them the next question. And I say, how many times are you currently working out a week? And it'll be zero to two. And I'll be like, why, why are you, why did you write five to six? And they're like, well, because I want results. And it's exactly what you said. It's because that's what they've been told. And I was like, if I throw you into a five day, first of all, none of my clients train five days a week, FYI. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't even train five days a week right now. So I'm like, if you, if you train five, if you try to train five days a week, when you're currently training zero, how do you like, you're, you're going to feel so like such a failure, just like you were just saying, because that's going to feel so overwhelming. Like that's a, a complete rehaul to your schedule to someone who's not making time for the gym at all. Like that's such a huge change, but that's where people get so discouraged with this when they try to do it on their own. Right. Cause that's what they think. It's like, that all or nothing mindset. So it is always mind blowing to the clients when I set them up, when they t- say that and I'm like, all right, let's do two days right now. And they're like, I hired you to, to do the thing. And I'm yeah. like, this is how, how we do the thing. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and I loved, I loved when we had Mike on, you referenced Mike, uh, Mike Milner's podcast. And he talked about that, that it's like explaining that concept differently to my clients ever since we had him on here, where I was like, if you're doing one day a week right now or zero days a week, and we take it to one or two, you've just doubled what you were doing. 
And that's such a big, like a bigger accomplishment to look at than people looking, oh, just two days. And I'm like, that's two times the amount you were doing. Yep. Like that's, that's a lot. And so then from that point, adding a third or fourth day, that's a smaller actually increase from there. Once you've established those two days, that's less overwhelming, but going from that zero to two, that's huge. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's so powerful and people just do not, I will talk this subject to death, all of us will, I'm sure, because it's, I think that's one of the biggest places we see people fail when they keep trying to do this over and over again, or when they start and they're like, so concerned about like getting there the fastest that they're not thinking about that. Actually, what's slowing you down is constantly having to quit and restart and quit and restart because exactly. you're trying to do too much. So, so true. Yeah, I love that. So I true. Love yeah, it's, it's, I, can, I completely forgot about that too. You mentioned it because I talked to Mike about that same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I loved it. It's so good. Cause when we hear it as coaches, you know, like, cause we, we fall in the same traps our clients do when it comes to weight loss. Right. Mm-hmm. But it can be applied at every single level of your life. It's like, yeah. do you think just jumping in when, when you're not doing anything at all and doing everything all at once is realistically going to be something you can stick with? We say it. Yes. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the track record and everything that we've tried to accomplish, it, it all follows the same pattern. Like you need mm-hmm. to, that, that base level that agreement like this is something i can realistically stick to then once that has been like that you've doubled your output from what you were doing before basically almost nothing to doing more than more than you have and i'm sure both of you teach your client strength training right so Mm -hmm. like helping them understand that compounding interest muscle memory and and just, just getting stronger in general amplifies the 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 fat loss response yeah um and, and how, how much farther they can go when they can realistically stick to just the small things over and over. It just, it just gets so much clearer and so much easier for people to really work through these, these beliefs, these, these, these limiting, they get, they get to, they get to address so much more than just say, um, Hey, here's your calories. Here's your workouts. It's exactly. Like, I'm going to help you be the best version of you because you get to see how this connects to every other aspect of your life. And that's yeah. what I really love when it comes to this stuff is, is yeah, I'm a nutrition and fitness coach. I love it. I love it so much, but I really love seeing people like, like I I had a call today and one of my clients uh, going through her own therapy, she said, um, I was able to set boundaries for my, with my family. That's something she struggled with for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Right. But it started with her setting boundaries for herself Yep. when it came to her exercise, right? She wanted to get back into like her college uh, athleticism, but she wasn't making the time to get one day a weekend. So she set that boundary for herself. Like I'm going to get at least one day in and then <laughs> it, it progressed to two, then three. And then it progressed into her other aspects of life, which is super, super cool. And no, not very many people That's are, the... are really focused on that. It's, it's, yeah. it's like the number on the scale or how I look. It's like, yep. no, it's really supposed to be transformative and in all aspects of your life once yeah. you know how to like do that inner inner work first that's yeah, the beauty that's, of this journey i feel like is yeah. is seeing our clients you know i remember it was about a year ago i had a client who literally like she messaged me and she just had she was in this job that she just absolutely hated like it was taking everything from her energy like she just was so miserable there. And, you know, we had so many conversations about obviously like, you know, putting your health first and, and doing the things that are going to allow you to show up the very best in your life. And I'll never forget when she messaged me. Um, and she was like, I quit my job today. I could not be happier. Like she did have Mm -hmm. another job lined up, but, it was just so amazing because she was like, I never would have been able to do this without you. And like that, that confidence that you gave me to like, bring like set those boundaries for myself and put my own mental health first and like just seeing that bleed into all other aspects of our clients lives is the best feeling in the world like sure the weight loss is great right the physical transformations are awesome and our clients love those but for us as coaches seeing you step into your power and all other aspects of your life is is really like what just clicks for us so much yeah I think we all itch in my brain Right. Yeah. I think, I think we all love to talk about that too. And that's the hard part is we, we share those type of wins because they make us the happiest. And like, that's the stuff we get excited about, but like, until you have been in it, I feel like that's people are just like, eh, whatever. Oh, like whatever. They, don't, they don't, they don't like see how that's yep. connected. Like, they're like, what do you mean you hired this fitness coach? And then it made you quit your job. Like, yep. what? like you know, they what only mean? Like, want the before and after pictures. 
Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's so crazy because there's a reason why all of us preach that so much. We're not, we know it's not selling you, but we're like, Hey, this is the part that is important. And this is the part that's so cool about it. And that's what we have all experienced in our own lives sure. and why we are so excited about it. And it's so true. And like, even just as simple as the boundaries thing you were talking about, I mean, it's all cyclical, right? Because for a lot of people mm-hmm. that I see part of the reason they're struggling also is because they're not setting boundaries. So like they're, you know, especially we see this with women a lot with like, I don't have time for this. And it's because I'm like, Hey, what if your husband just watched your fucking kids for one hour? What about that? And they were like, yep. Oh, I can't ask him to do that. And I'm like, you actually, you can. <laughs> like, He's your yeah. Like that's, that's kind of a, this is a partnership. I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to get in your business, but like, you know, and they'll be like, wow. It's a lot of times that doesn't go poorly. It's just like, they were like, I've never just like asked for what I need. I've never just like put myself first and to like mm-hmm. watch women or, you know, men too. I'm sure I, I just only work with women now, but like if, you know, to watch them just stand up for like the things that they want and their goals and like to relentlessly pursue that. And again, that doesn't mean just like, oh, now they're like blowing off their families all the time, but it's like to ask for that, like hour or two hours for you, whenever all you do is pour out for other people all day, that starts to really change a person in a positive way. And that is 100% one of the most rewarding things to see that, again, people don't really know that they're signing up for when they start this journey. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of stuff too. And I'm sorry, Kara, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, our brain, and this is going to kind of go back to the why, why stuff we were talking about earlier, but the when we guy. start setting boundaries for ourselves, we start looking for more ways to continue to fulfill those new, those new alignments in our head, mm-hmm. right? We get what we're looking for. If we're always looking for reasons to pour ourselves out into other people and never give ourselves back, we're always going to find reasons to do that. But when we do take those times, like it can even be five minutes, right? It doesn't have to be always an hour. Like some people are like, how the hell am I going to find an hour in a day? Just give yourself five minutes and do that daily, right? You'll start looking for those things. You'll start finding those ways. And then eventually it'll work up to an hour. And then, like you said, Kylie, like the amount of bleed over that it, that it, it comes into because you're only, you started looking for it. It's the same reason why when we buy a new car, we never saw that car before. And then we're driving it and we see it everywhere. It's like, yeah. it was always there, but now you see it. Now you notice it. Yeah. Same thing when it comes to this kind of stuff, this, this ultimate transformation that we want to provide for our clients and help them understand that you're the problem, but guess what? You're also the solution and it's yeah. empowering. And yeah, we don't get to sometimes the weight loss and the transformation photos don't come as quickly as some people would like, but you know, once you're in the door, you, you'll, you'll never regret for most, most of the time you'll never regret it. I have a couple of clients who has bad coaches in the past. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have true. to be in the right door. You have to be in the, yeah, right, be in the, right, the right door. door. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that you said just like about like what you're, you know, what you're searching for, you're going to find. I just literally posted on my hour, like, or on my story, like two hours ago, um, this quote that says, um, the voice you listen to is the one that's leading you. And I love that quote because, you know, there's always multiple voices in our head. Right. And there's usually like to put it in black and white, like there's a positive and negative. Right. And the one that we're listening to is the outcome that we're going to receive. You know what I mean? So if you're constantly stuck in this state of telling yourself that these things are going to go wrong, or, you know, you're not meant to achieve these things or whatever it may be, that's, what's going to happen. And on the flip side, if you're stuck in this state of telling yourself, I can do this, I can achieve this. I am this badass person who's going to get these results. Then you're going to find that with yourself. So yeah, I think I, I just reshared something yesterday about that, that I loved. It was like a quote that was like the, the words we speak is that the words you speak are the, is the house you live in. Oh, I love that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's I was good. like, yeah, that's exactly what oh, I was yeah. thinking for a lot of this conversation. It's like, it's so true. And I've been trying to have this conversation with certain clients who are struggling. Um, you know, I have clients who get frustrated and they're like, I'm just meant to be fat forever. Or I'm just going to be mm-hmm. overweight forever. Or, this is my thing. And I, I, I literally have gotten real with some of them before and been like, if you continue to say that, yeah, you will. Yep. Like it's as simple as that. I'm not going to yep. give you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you no, if that's what you're going to keep saying, exactly. because that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you are convinced that this is your future and this is your outcome, then it will be, or I'll have people who are like, you know, you can look at it two ways. I have some clients who will be like, I have a fifth family history of like obesity and diabetes. So this is just like in my trajectory or I have people who are like, I have a family history of this. So I'm going to do everything in my power to not make that my reality. And the people who are succeeding at doing that are the latter. Yeah. It's, it's that people underestimate how much the psychological plays into just, I I know we could all just go on this tangent for days, but yeah. (laughs) 
I really, yeah. really quick. I might make say a say a bold statement. Say it. We <laughs> love quick. bold course, statements. I, I am not a doctor. Don't get me wrong, but I believe the whole like, what's your family history like of disease? Like, I believe a lot of that is psychological because mm-hmm. like we feel we're already destined. If they if family members mm-hmm. struggle with obesity and other chronic diseases, yes, I definitely understand. I'm not a doctor here, but if you start believing that Mm -hmm. you're going to have heart issues, you're going to struggle with weight loss because of what your family has told you for so many times. Did you, were you born expecting to struggle with health? No, when we were kids, we were the happiest little bundles of joy ever. And then everyone else put their limitations on us and their tricks on us. And then we just, yeah. And then we just put this fulfilling prophecy. It's like, oh, well, my family's all obese. I'm going to be obese. Oh, my family's all riddled with disease. I'm going to be riddled with, with, with disease. When so many things, so many things could be slightly improved by just shifting, like shifting it just a few words, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have the immediate impact. Right. But it compounds just like the reason most people don't invest. They don't see the immediate risk. They're not rich when they throw in a hundred dollars a month for their investment account. So they don't invest when over time it's like a hockey stick, it's stagnant. And then it skyrockets. You're like, where the hell did this come from? Just like transformations and all that stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. Everything, everything about our, everything about our reality is a perceived reality. And almost Mm -hmm. all of it is a societal construct. And whether that's society around you, like influencing like social media, like ads, whatever, or it's your family or it's your friends, everything, like, it's almost like not to get too fucking woo -woo out here, but it's almost like everything (laughs) is like not real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like Mm -hmm. everything that you think is a product of what's around you. So changing that changes everything. Like none of us are born not one person is born insecure, is born yeah. thinking this. Like, I, I love the example. I think I, I told you about this because I use it all the time. It's like my niece who is like four now, something. Ooh, I hate myself for not knowing, but like she's, she's in that. She's <laughs> I have under five, five younger siblings. I <laughs> yeah. still don't know their ages. Yeah. So don't so worry she's a toddler. My, my, she's a toddler. Um, I know she was like two or three when this happened. So I, in my brain, that's just where she still is. It was like a year ago. And she like walks out of the bedroom after she got ready for, we were on vacation and she just walks out and she says, look at me. I'm cute. And I was like, when do we lose that energy? Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, that is what we were all born with. Like, and everybody was like, everybody was like praising her. And I was like, this is so adorable. Like, da, 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 da. and I was like, if I walked into a room right now, it was like, was like, look at me. I'm cute. Everybody would be like, what the fuck is wrong with this? <laughs> like, what's this bitch doing? <laughs> like, but, we, but other people, other things around us, like taught us to not feel that way anymore. So it's the yeah. same thing with you're saying with like, our, what we think our medical destination uh, destiny is, what we think our, you know, weight loss trajectory is. We've, that's all bullshit that's been fed to us by some kind of influence that is not a reality. If you decide that that is no longer true and that that is your reality, it will work. It's why there's so much practice to like meditating and affirming things and to like just speaking more kindly to yourself. I know Kara, this has been a huge journey for you with like hormonally and having to wake up every day and like thank your body and appreciate your body. It genuinely, you won't still not have hard days, but it genuinely makes you wake up and not look at the mirror and just hate yourself every day. Yeah. But but if you continue to do that, that's what's you're going to, that's what's going to continue to happen. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. This was until you make it real. Oh man. This was such a good episode. Oh my God. That was already an hour. Oh my God. I needed right? this. I needed this for myself as well. Same, like, I same. feel like we were just talking about self-sabotage before you popped on. Here. Just talking about this. So well, I'm glad to bring the why guy energy. Yeah. I love that. Uncover that. I think <laughs> that should be, if that's not in your Instagram bio, I feel like it should be. I yeah, love that. The, the why guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I Absolutely. Could, I, could, I could figure that out. I, I'm also <laughs> going to start a marketing campaign or not marketing, like within my, like my community that do what Jonah says it works. And I'm going to send all of them to Hannah. And I want you guys to remind that because I got like reminded four times. My clients like, huh, you know what? I, I did what you asked me to do and I feel a lot better. I was like, huh, that's a little weird. <laughs> hey, Hannah. She's, she's... We, can cha- we can change the game on the whole thing that ex- isn't there a thing right now that's called It Works. It's like a bullshit pyramid. Yes, it's or- so oh, bullshit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> ask, ask, ask Josh about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, so much bullshit. Oh my God. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, there were so many good nuggets in this there in were. this episode, and I just love this so so much. So Jonah, thank so, you for bringing your 
for bringing all of your knowledge and all of your wisdom onto this. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to like leave our listeners with? Like any, you know, piece That's of advice? Yeah, yeah. That you feel like we really need to know. Ah. <sighs> Man, that's so, God, you're gonna make me pick one. <laughs> I know, it's so hard. Um, Don't worry, we're gonna we ask you another we, hard question. If we, if we could oh, recap crap. this okay, whole thing. Okay, um, the, my best- What's the big takeaway? Yeah. What big takeaway? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of what we've been talking about, but just ask yourself why. Is this working, yes or no, why or why not? Um, do I feel happy, yes or no, why or why not? Right. Start to have these internal conversations with yourself because we'll we're much quicker to try and solve an internal problem with an external solution. And mm -hmm. sometimes we need that just slow down and just talk to ourselves. Right. And, and really understand, like, why are we feeling this certain way and really practice certain things that maybe woo woo or journaling, breathing, med meditating. Right. Like like that gives you time to actually listen to yourself. Cause if you've been mm -hmm. living frustrated and angry or annoyed and not seeing the results that you expect, there's a reason for it. And all you have to do is start asking yourself why, because when you start asking yourself why you're going to start looking for the real reason, you're, you're going to start looking for the solution instead of bouncing from external solution to external solution that continues to um, perpetuate the, the issue. That makes sense. Boom. Mic drop. Jonah has an actual mic too. He can actually drop it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Oh my God. That was everything. That's the video clip I want to use. That's the video clip. <laughs> mic drop. drop. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you um, so much for having this conversation, Jonah. Before you go, we just have two more questions for you. They are simple, but still require thought uh, okay. for you. Right. So we, we ask all of our listeners these two questions. And the first one is very important, very serious. What is your favorite carbohydrate source? Oh, <laughs> Kylie, very important, very serious. It's oh, very, very serious. I remember this. It can be any. <laughs> you should have known it's coming. Yeah, you should have been listener. prepared. Come I on. Completely, I because I immediately went to, to Mike's and I'm like, oh, he said French fries. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I love French fries, but I think it has to be like, it has to be candy. I am. No, <laughs> one. Nobody said that. Actually. Yeah, like specifically Reese's. Like that is my yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my fuck God. yeah. Like, don't, have to, don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's. It would be French fries, but like I'm a sweet guy. I'm same, such a sweet big guy. same. You know what? I'm it sorry is, to anybody who's listening to this who doesn't have a sweet tooth, but y'all people who say that you're not sweets people and who don't like me. chocolate, I don't get it. What is wrong? <laughs> you know, What's going on. Who, who hurt you? Who hurt? Who you? hurt you? <laughs> What kind of rancid chocolate did you eat when you were younger? You know, what's crazy though. I love having a man on here say this because I've actually found a lot of guys that say they don't really like chocolate. Kevin, dude. Okay. Yeah, not, a lot of men. not, he doesn't say that he doesn't like chocolate, but he isn't a big, they're just like, person. not like, yeah, yeah. That's I'm how literally like how a lot of people are like uh, crazy. I bought, like, I'm not buying it. I'm no, buying they're it. lying. No. They're lying to themselves. Like I remember buying like a few years ago, I bought like a box of like those gourmet cookies, like stuffed cookies, fucking oh, fire. They were dude. so good. Remember the cookies at my show? Jonah would have lost his mind. Oh, he would have. Yeah, every and time I, I saw you post your like your cookie at the end, I was like, fuck, I want to go do that just like, for the what? damn cookie. Right? You can, plot twist. You can order them even without competing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But dude, I got this box out and I'm like, Kevin, like you got to enjoy these with me. He literally takes one bite and he's like, I'm good. I'm like, that's how, that's how my ex-partner was too. I was always like, okay, I guess I have to eat all these now. <laughs> right. I'm, I, and that's funny. Hannah's not a sweet person. Like, like hers. Is I don't trust her. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hers is beer. Like she likes beer a lot. Right. And really? I, I like beer, but I'll drink. You guys are beer. so opposite. That's so funny. Like, we are, we are total opposites. And that's why we work really, really well. I love that. Together. Same with yeah. me, Kev. Yeah. Big same. Uh, she'll have one. She'll have a couple beers. I'll have one. I'm like, I'm satisfied, but she like, we get one dessert. I'm like, is there like three more coming? Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's so can funny. We, dude. Can, can we just throw a real quick sidebar out there? That shapes Reese's are the superior Reese's. Oh, 100%. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Christmas okay. tree. Pumpkin and Christmas, Christmas trees. Yeah. Christmas trees. Honestly, the eggs slap too, though. The it's eggs slap. The and the oh, hearts. 
They all do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the hearts with the PCs inside. Oh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Anyway, all right. Anyways. Guys, I haven't eaten <laughs> breakfast yet. All right. Oh my God, Jonah. <laughs> it's all early right, where so... he is. It's early where he is. That's true. That's true. It's 12 o'clock here. I'm like, Jonah. <laughs> eat your I think breakfast. It's, is, it, is it 10 o'clock where you are? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I usually do this okay. myself. I'll do all my work in the morning and then I'm like, oh, it's three. It's I breakfast. haven't eaten anything all day. I should go eat something. <laughs> Love that. Well, our next question, just kind of like shameless plug time. So where can our audience find you? What do you have going on? And all things Jonah and Hannah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, guys. You have no idea that to be able to talk to you is super cool. We loved it. So this has been a lot of fun. Um, So you can find me on uh, Instagram, Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness, uh, TikTok, Jonah Mitchell fitness. Um, we also have a Facebook group where we teach everybody how we get clients, our clients results for free. It's called the total mind body transformation. Um, and we are also, uh, preparing our next round of our four week metabolic reset, um, which will start on April 4th. So if you're interested, let me know, but I thank you guys for letting me even talk about this. I I had a lot of fucking fun. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Yes. This was a great, great episode. So thank you so much, Jonah. And y'all as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us that five-star rating and review, especially because you know, we're at 50 episodes. It means so much to us and go ahead and tag myself, Kylie, Jonah, and then not your quick fix podcast on your social stories, share that. And And yeah, we hope you all have a great rest of your week and we will talk with you all next time. Bye guys. guys.